What's up, y'all, and welcome to Over the Top, where we've got you covered on what's happening in the Premier League. Before the season started, there's probably one fixture that would have stood out for most fans. Lucky for us, Justin, we get to talk about that match today. Justin, what's happening, my man? What is up, Liverpool, Man City? What a game. Not many goals. Not as many goals as probably we thought going into it. Not at all. Yeah, you think of... Erling Holland versus Liverpool's flailing defense. Yeah, I mean, uh, some I of ex- us, some of us, never, not me, obviously, but some of us were saying that VDV was uh, washed oh, uh, on, oh. The, on the Twitter sphere. Not you, oh, no, no, oh, no, yeah, not like some of us as the general soccer community. Sorry, right, and not not you, right? Not not you for sure. Yeah, you would you would never say such a thing. Right? I I mean, that would be <laughs> blasphemous, but. No, I mean, we had that great game. There are other great games with sure. the score lines not really representing the result, I would say, with Arsenal playing Leeds United. You had Spurs, probably a comfortable win over Everton. And then you had some of the bottom table uh, matchups as well with Villa yeah. hosting, I guess not bottom of the table Chelsea, but bottom of the table Villa. And actually looked up. okay. Yeah, actually looked okay. Yeah, but unfortunate for uh, the listeners and probably more for our sake than anything we're going to try with this we're in this crazy period where those games every three days basically and mm-hmm. we're going to try to keep this a little more concise and short for uh, i was going to say for you listeners out there but it's it's no, probably it's more us. for justin and i selfishly well i mean we also as i'm eating into our timer here which selfishly you know it's more fun but micro episodes for the world cup we have to trial yeah. them and see how we're doing because obviously i mean we're not recording every day for you guys for the World Cup. That's nonsense. So no, we we don't have enough un- unpaid interns for that. Yet. No, yeah. I mean, we'll we need there. to start making money. I think we made a few cents off the first season of the pod when we had when we ran those anchor ads. Yeah, we could probably split a beer or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we should jump in. Two minutes in, and no soccer talk. So Liverpool beat Man City one nil, and not without some controversy, I will say. So. Just get into the match, nil-nil through halftime, second half. Disallowed goal, Kyle. I think Phil Foden scored the goal. They went to VAR, called off uh, Pep going at the Liverpool supporters, like, you know, going like, wave, I'm doing it for you, but that obviously doesn't translate for the pod, but like waving his arms at the Liverpool supporters because they're heckling him. What's your take on that disallowed City goal? Yeah, I mean, real quick, we just got to take a take a little pause. I know we're on on a timer here, but Liverpool won, City nil. I mean, I don't think any of us. We'll get yeah, more into it. We'll get more into it. I'm sure. But yeah, like, yeah. we just need to like, whoa, you know, for a second. Let's take note of that. But uh, yeah, it's a weird one. When I when I saw the goal in live time, I actually thought it was probably Holland who fouled or might have fouled uh, Allison. You know, he kind of spills a. Mm-hmm. He spills it slightly, regains control. Holland knocks it out of his hand. But no, lo and behold, actually what's being uh, reviewed is a foul on Fabinho. I can't remember who exactly, but look, Pep was really frustrated because before the game, referee Anthony Taylor promises he's going to let a lot more go, that the game is going to flow a lot more, be less stoppages. And, you know, this rule kind of like goes against that, I guess, in Pep's book. I get it. I get why he's upset because – it was pretty. I wouldn't say it was an egregious foul. You know, I'm not sure what your take, what your take is on it. But at the end of the day, a foul is a foul is a foul, and he grabbed his jersey. And 
with VAR review, if especially if you're grabbing a jersey, you make it really hard for the ref to to go the other way. You know what I mean? So, but I, I would be upset too if I was a city fan or pep. It always looks worse in slow-mo, too. Always. I mean, in real time, I didn't think it was a foul, honestly. But you can I almost can get convinced, like, you know, I'm a juror yeah. sitting there and it's replaying over and over and over again. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Maybe it's a you know, by the letter of the law, it's probably a foul. Yeah, That's I also, what happened to me. I also didn't think that was a foul in lifetime either. I, no, again, I yeah. thought if anything, it was Holland on on Allison. But yeah, I don't know. Kind of like splitting hairs at this point. But yeah, to your macro point that you tried to make there in the middle there, I mean, Liverpool won 1-0. And how did they do it? What what changed from Liverpool? Because clearly this wasn't the same lineup that they've been rolling out week in and week out. And so let's let's dissect that a little bit. Fabinho, you mentioned him just a second ago about the foul. He hasn't been playing much in Premier League games. It's been Jordan Henderson and Thiago, but it was Fabinho and Thiago in this game. We saw Joe Gomez at center back, probably their fourth choice, Kyle, after Matip, who's injured, and Konate, who wasn't fit enough for this game. And then at right back, we did not have a semi-injured Trent Alexander-Arnold, who came on at the very end of this game. We had James Milner, 47-year-old James Milner. No, he's actually 36, but James Milner out at right back. Didn't he seem old, by the way, side note, when he left City for Liverpool? Wasn't he like, oh, yeah, he's at the end yeah. of his career? That's what I was thinking. When it's Now it's like, isn't that like six, seven years ago at this dude, point? I mean, dude, when I, when I first started watching the sport and the Premier League in general in like 2003 or something, when we were like, you know, 11, 12 years old or something, James Milner was making his debut for Leeds. Like, that's that's how old he is. He's like... You know, he's like Rip Van Winkle or something. All that is really imagine if you're that fit playing right back against Manchester City at 36 years old. Seriously, and playing well, doing it well after struggling all season. I mean, the guy's got balls. So, to my larger point, you had Har- and uh, Harvey Elliott started this game too. So, what did you make of this Liverpool much changed Liverpool lineup? I mean, especially the back four, everyone you mentioned is just, it's, it's a weird combination of poor form. Sorry, Uh, I I forgot Andrew Robertson, Andy Robertson was back. Yeah, I didn't even mention that. So yes, sorry. No, no, you're, you're dead on. I mean, that's kind of where I was heading. I mean, like you've got your poor form people with uh, Van Dyke, you know, a lot of people having this discussion. I mean, I, on the pod was saying, it looks like he's lost uh, an inch of step. Yeah. And that kind of derails Liverpool's whole game plan. And how could that work against City with Holland running in behind was excellent. This was his moment of saying like, no, I'm still here. I can still mark this guy that people think is unmarkable. Because that's what the conversation was going into the weekend. Joe Gomez, who, I don't know, I really used to rate. But in the last two years, he just hasn't been doing anything. And then I remember the... uh, this, there was a Champions League game earlier this year, I think against Napoli, where they got absolutely Oh, they spanked. got waxed. Joe yeah. Gomez was like a walking train wreck there. James, a.k.a. God Milner. I mean, what more can we say? We've already gone on about him. But Robertson, I think he's been out since more or less since like April or something like that. And that's been a huge miss for Liverpool. And like Simikas mm-hmm. has been pretty good, I would say. He's been doing a job for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, but just... You know, having two, three players that hardly play or have hardly played plus an off-form Van Dyke was really surprising. Uh, I'm with you. I thought Fabinho gave them a good 
uh, shield as well. And I think more than anything, yeah, there are people further up the pitch I'm sure we'll talk about, but that foundation, that spine was just so solid. And especially seeing Van Dyke, you know, the way he was tracking Holland in the box was excellent because Holland didn't really have much of a sniff sort of by design. Yeah. hundred percent. So great job by the defense, the much changed lineup there uh, from a city perspective. I mean, you had most of their usual suspects, Kyle. I mean, you had, you had Holland, you had De Bruyne, you had Gondwan, Bernardo and uh, Rodri starting behind them. You saw Foden come on into this game or start this game. Don't really know where he kind of started. Like, I almost want to say like a left wing back type of position. It was kind yeah, of weird. weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously Jao Cancelo. But anything, anything concerning or different you saw from City? Do you think this is a plan where Holland could get neutralized, or do you think it's just one game where he didn't score and nothing to freak out about? I mean, I think it's just one game where he didn't score. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think every team. I look. I know Liverpool haven't been good defensively this year, but not every team is capable of pulling off a defensive performance like that and it wasn't just the defense it was like the the team's defense there was a bit of a i I don't know if i'd call it a press because liverpool don't really do that anymore but the shape was just sublime you know Mm -hmm. front to back so um i'm not sure if this is a case where pep was overthinking things i mean what could he he, i don't know i mean there's a little bit of a difference there's a little bit of a different setup though i mean they started with uh what Ake Diaz and uh, Akanji, right? Yeah, this is true. And so, like, yes, you had Ake kind of like this pseudo left back, but you also had Foden come back quite a bit, whereas right. much as Jao Cancelo. So it was almost like a a three at the back. I would call it a three instead of a five scenario. Yeah, and I mean, in my I, if we're like totally uh, splitting hairs here, then. I mean, if I'm Pep, I'm starting Kyle Walker in this game because I feel like you would need that pace and physicality. Well, he's injured, uh, so. Yeah. Oh, he is injured. Yeah. That goes out the window. So, um, I mean, other than that, it's like his usual, same as always. I mean, he always kind of swaps out the winger. So, I don't really have much. I don't get the vibe that Pep overthought this one like we've seen him do in the Champions League countless times, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, City's first loss of the season. I don't want to freak out. I mean, Holland did have six shots in this game, and it was definitely an off performance, though. Yeah, it know? wasn't. It wasn't their best performance, but I, I think, you know, it's not, Liverpool have done that to them before. You yeah, they found a way to win, and and they pretty they much play them pretty well. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't. I don't want to freak out over this performance or anything. I don't even want to take really anything away. There's because yeah. there's no patterns here. I mean. City could go play their next game. They have a week, unlike most yeah. teams, and just and then win six nil and everything's fine. Yeah, I did notice though. I feel like if if there's anything to take away with how to defend Holland, I mean, maybe looking back on the you know, replays more, I would find out this isn't true or something. Who knows? But I feel like Holland didn't really get many chances in the box uh, mm. on his feet. So the one chance to think of is like he had a header in the box, which was kind of like a looping cross anyway so like yeah we're gonna generate power off of that he had one shot i think center of the box off that classic like city pullback from the line but yep that was really his only moment where i was like that's holland's bread and butter so like i don't know what liverpool did specifically i think it mostly surrounded van dyke i feel like he wasn't man marking him but 
definitely kept a close eye on him in the box, but really tried to force him into other areas of the pitch. So yeah, it looked great performance, but I, the major moment of this game though, Mohamed Salah, he's had, you know, thinking about this before th- this pod, uh, he's had a really similar player to one of a really similar season to one of my favorite players on Tottenham Hungman's mm-hmm. son. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been off kilter basically all season People are starting to question him. Does he deserve to start? This and that and the other. Not but me. Like, not 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 you. <laughs> I don't think I was quite there, but I was like, man, Salah is actually kind of becoming kind of a problem. I think I said this like maybe a week ago, so that didn't age well. This goal, though, Justin, so underrated in my book, and it's not the finish. It was one on one with the keeper. Salah finishes that almost every time, but from Allison, this this punt that goes to the halfway point, yes. City shouldn't have left Jao Cancelo that that uh, exposed one on one against one of the strongest one on one players. Yeah, but, but Sala, like the ball hasn't even touched the ground yet, and all in one motion of the ball hitting the ground, he backs up into Cancelo and somehow takes the the ball down from like a punt on the turn to put it in front of him with all one touch. It was just a beautiful show of like skill strength and and positioning and just that turn anyone who plays the game knows how difficult that is and it was magic oh, it's quality i mean even if salah is having a bad season down season you mean cl- you know class is what is the, i forget what the saying is but you know class is forever or something like that i mean oh, yeah it just has that moment where he can just change a game in an instant whether it's his We've seen it time and again last season where he dribbled through like entire teams, right? There's just takes one moment where he can do something magical. And we saw that uh, just that little bit of quality that other players can't do like uh, no disrespect to him. Cause he's had actually had a good season, but you don't see Firmino doing that with the pace and the skill, no, even though he has some sauce, but yeah, there aren't, there aren't many out there who can do that. Uh, getting low on time with other games. Anything else you want to mention with the city? I mean, Liverpool, we were saying they needed to get going uh if they wanted to be in this title race or top four race even and they did it they won this was a huge huge yep. huge win for them so yeah I mean, this is I think if they need more of the same but this is a positive step definitely i mean this is uh the biggest moment to do that something like that and uh liverpool got it through and you know just as everyone's starting to question yeah i think people are still questioning if they can challenge for the title but I was starting to question his top four at risk. So um, great time to, you know, to turn that on. And I think it does kind of change the big picture for what it all means for the league. Cause I think people are kind of counting out Liverpool. I think this is just a reminder of Liverpool's quality and not to, not to rule them out so early. We're just what nine games in. uh, Yeah. It's tight at the top. They host West Ham on Wednesday. Let's move on to Leeds United and, you know, the pseudo American team kind of feels like the Ted Lasso fans have latched on to Leeds United in a way with Brendan Aronson and yeah. American coach, Jesse You're leading with Leeds United. Bold, man. Bold. I love it. <laughs> well, they're the home team. What else would I do? Who, who'd they play? <laughs> uh, what's that? Arsenal? Are they good? Oh, yeah. Little, little league leaders called Arsenal. No, yeah. I love it. This yeah. first fan is here for it. You know? No, here's the deal though. Lead the, the reason why I led with leads, led with leads, is 
they they played well. I thought they deserved something out of this match, Kyle. Honestly, yeah. at least a draw. I mean, the XG says 2.2 to 0.5. So, I mean, you take yeah. that for what you will. Yeah. I'm sure Bamford was a, was a big part of that. But, I mean, even when Arsenal don't play well in this game, which hasn't been very often this season, I would probably against United and then this game, they go on and win the game. And so nine wins out of 10 possible games, 27 That's points big. for Arsenal, four point gap at the top. That's huge, huge yeah. win. And then just that one moment of quality, Saka's really been coming on the past, probably even though he's scored in the past couple, but I would say the last four to five games, he's been really yeah. good. No, he's really hitting form. I mean, against Spurs, he just like, you know, ran us ragged and Martinelli also. But uh, yeah, for Arsenal, look, I... I agree with your lead into this, uh, your lead with leads, you know? Yeah. Um, but Arsenal real quick before we jump over to leads more in depth. Yeah. Sokka's goal for this game was, was excellent. Granted it came after a crazy, crazy mistake from Rodrigo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Switching the ball into like one of the most dangerous areas of the pitch to Arsenal's most dangerous player. Don't we, don't we learn that? very early on mm-hmm. in soccer not to do that anyway sorry yeah oh no big time big time um i'm not sure that coaches will train you to not have a cross field ball <laughs> like that because i don't think anyone ever imagines like you know what you know what this moment needs right now <laughs> yeah it's yeah, crazy uh but look Sokka just took him i think he had a really nice uh give and go with odegaard and odegaard is just quality, oh, he's quality. way to pass you know yep. hit him um yeah at that like quarterback position is just excellent to watch but Sokka had a brilliant strike with his right foot into the roof of the net but that was really arsenal's only maybe i need to watch the highlights back again but like i did not see much from arsenal besides that one moment and this was probably the first performance all season where i was just thinking first poor performance from arsenal you know it it took Mm -hmm. them 10 games which you know credit to them but uh like you said man i'm definitely of the thinking that the best teams find a way to win when they're playing like shit and it's kind of a sign of quality quality teams and i don't think you can discredit arsenal for that no no, you can't. And so Arsenal, we're supposed to have a game against Man City midweek, but because of uh, the late Queen, their game against PSV Eindhoven was postponed, and I think is made up this midweek. So that City game, I don't, I don't have when that's going to be made up or anything. But they will be playing PSV and then Southampton during the weekend. So mm-hmm. it's a game they need to win, and ten games. You know, 10 games elapsed in the season. Arsenal, 27 points. You couldn't imagine a better start. 27 points through 30 possible. I mean, dropped three points in the season. You just kind of, you, the general sense is like, all right, you know, we have Chelsea who are coming on with Graham Potter looking, starting to look good. We have Tottenham. We have uh, Liverpool that just beat City. Like, there's only room for four teams. And yet Arsenal's leading the pack. I mean, just waiting for that drop off. But it's, I don't know, hasn't come yet. Oh, and don't forget about United too. I know a lot of people kind of aren't really factoring them in, but like you just don't know what you're going to get from that. Hey, but, United uh, has big, two big games this week. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. Uh, I sounded like uh, Matthew McConaughey right there. Yeah. Um, anyway, but um, yeah, look, I think it's, I think it's a good sign. It, 
I don't think it was sustainable to play, have all of your best players play out of your skin like that. And that's not me criticizing them. It's just like, unless you're prime Pep Barcelona or like even City, like City isn't playing as well as Arsenal. And that doesn't mean City has a worse team, but it's just, that's how form works. So um, yeah, a lot more to come from Arsenal. I'll be really curious how they handle this crazy hectic period, but luckily they've got Europa League where they can rest like their whole squad. So I think they'll probably benefit from that. Leeds United though, Justin, I mean, are you looking at the stats right now? Cause I'm, I'm curious what I have the, it. I have what's it the possession of this game. Uh, almost 53% in favor of Arsenal. So basically even. Okay. Uh, but uh, for Leeds, 2.1 expected XG to 0.5, 16 shots to nine. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, what with the eye test, those stats are totally, they totally bore true because I think it's mostly the second half. Leeds sort of like cranked up the pressure, brought on Patrick Bamford, who's been yep. injured for a long time. Missed he's totally, he's totally a glass boy. And it's a weird <laughs> one because I thought Bamford was the one who changed the whole performance. Uh, his movement off the ball and pressing was excellent. The finishing, though, just, man, mm. I mean. Left, missed, left to be desired. You know, he, he misses a penalty wide of the box uh, or wide of, wide of the goal. Um, I guess that happens sometimes, but that wasn't great. He There were a couple different chances where I don't even think he shot yet, which wouldn't have even came off his XG, but there were some chances he had in the box where I'm like, dude, shoot the ball like you know mm-hmm. um so many that might not have even showed up on your average highlight show so uh this scoreline was not indicative of what's happening uh i'm not surprised that it was over 2xg could have been even more because i would go as far to say leads peppered the arsenal goal the second mm-hmm. half mm-hmm. leads get leicester and fulham next so very winnable games especially their next one yeah Let's move into a quicker pace here. Brentford beat Brighton 2-0. Deserby has been in charge of Brighton for three games, one point of those three games. Kyle, are you concerned with Brighton? No. No. Brighton have played uh, Liverpool. Uh, Tottenham. I think Liverpool away, no less. Liverpool away. To- uh, Tottenham at home. Tottenham Brentford. at home and Brentford away. Yeah, that's a tough – that's a really tough run. So um, they didn't look that great in this game, though. I will say, uh, th- well, I don't really know because I don't David, know. They had David like seventy three percent possession. Yeah, Brighton did and twenty one shots, two xg. I mean, yeah, Brentford's man of the match was probably their goalkeeper. So I actually probably I think, walked that back. Yeah, a little bit, him so. and Tony. Tony scored two goals. So yeah. Ivan Tony's been on fire too. This is the weird thing with Holland, by the way. No one is talking about Ivan Tony and Kane's season. Because Harry Kane I mean, has nine goals. Tony has what, eight goals? Uh, like as we can games. fact check that, but Tony has a lot of goals. Yes, I mean, he's done very well this season. You're like, sure. they're they're creating some distance from the rest. But no, I'm not worried about Brighton. Look, this is kind of like a continuation of Graham Potter, but maybe they're a bit more adventurous. I bet they'll be more fun to watch. Might some class from the Brentford fans, by the way. Uh, after Muwepu uh, was forced to retire, um, little banners and tribute yeah. to him. So that was that was nice. very well done. Brentford kind of getting off the Schneid a little bit. They had no wins in three since that drubbing of Leeds back in the beginning of September. So mm. Brentford, the, I mean, they're a good team. I feel like yeah, they're both they have enough to stay up. So I mean, that 
that performance shows it in their mid table right now. So yeah, I mean, and I, I, Ivan Tony, I think, I think last year he's getting used to the Premier League, whereas this season I think we'll really see why Ivan Tony's one of like three strikers really being considered for the World Cup. Yeah. All right, Leicester and this game that we'd probably blast to outer space, nil nil against Palace. I mean, terrible game. Holy terrible shit. game, terrible <laughs> performance. I mean, what James Madison red card. Um, Did he get a red card? This game was so such a snoozer. I didn't even look at anything involving the game. So I actually didn't yeah really got a red. Uh, well, maybe it's just a yellow. Never mind. Um, Jamie Vardy is dead. I think. <laughs> I mean, where is he? I yet we to need, be seen. We need to start production on on a Jamie vardy movie right now because like we we need something to remember the good vardy from because oh. he's like what 36 years old uh, he actually is old to be fair i mean he was outplaying his age yeah, yeah. like uh, I, I don't i don't want this poor season to like get in the way of how we feel about jamie vardy because i mean story, remarkable career remarkable you know? coming up from like ninth division like fish fish town fc yeah not literally, but to win anyway, game. we've spent way too much time on this game. Wolves won Nottingham Forest zero and Wolves getting a win for, it seems like the first time in a long time, mm-hmm. uh, big for, you know, the interim staff. I don't think they've hired a full-time manager yet. So no, I haven't apparently uh, talking to Nuno Espirito Santo. I think really, is that talk- the latest rumor? I haven't seen that one. Did we talk about that last? No, uh, we, last we didn't episode? talk about Nuno. No. Isn't that crazy? Nuno back possibly no look this game was also a snoozer I mean Nottingham Forest are like rooted to the very bottom of the table but what do they do they give their uh manager Steve Cooper contract the most bizarre thing ever by the way it's like rumored he's gonna get sacked and then he has a contract extension through 2025 like okay if I'm Steve Cooper I'm like oh fantastic because I could get sacked in 10 weeks and have all this money perfect yeah so, no it, it's a weird one though i mean it was a weird decision but at the same time like i respect it and i'd probably uh, rather yeah. have that than like the churn and burn of like watford so he brought him up and i think any manager with 20 new players would struggle but wolves i just it didn't look that good honestly though where I mean, where are the goals going to come from i mean mateus nunez looks good we all know ruben neves is a great center midfielder but like again like the goals where they at though i'm a triori sighting uh fulham two, bournemouth two. bournemouth refuses to lose just haven't That's lost so since weird. august this is the, the team the going on? on paper with by far the lowest amount of quality on paper yeah. i would say it's not close no debate but they still somehow cranking out results they're 10th in the table unbeaten it, since uh since, Parker since was since august right yeah bizarre since 9-0. 9-0 is their last loss. Yeah, I mean, they have a lot of draws, but I mean... Good for them. I don't know. I don't, uh, I, I don't get it, honestly. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't really know what to say. I mean, other than, I mean, I guess... I mean, they had 31% possession. They're yeah. not having many shots. Fulham had a lot. But here's the thing. Dominic Solanke, Solanke has had a great season for them. Yeah, he's starting to score goals. Uh, Philip Billing is involved in a lot yeah. of their goal involvements, who I didn't used to rate because I see him for Denmark every now and then, but he's got a banger of a left foot. Can pick a pass. They have Larima, who's a decent player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, I don't know. I, I just can't imagine it's going to continue. But every time I say that, they crank out another result. So yeah. I don't know. 
Southampton midweek, then West Ham, then Tottenham, then Leeds. I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Spurs uh, take care of Everton 2-0. This is an Everton team that actually has been pretty stout defensively this season, and Spurs were able to break them down. Everton don't offer much going forward, though, so once you mm-hmm. get ahead, it's pretty hard for Everton to come back. Uh, any other results? I mean, you're the Spurs expert on the pod. Anything else you want to call out from this game? I mean, look, I think some people, even Spurs fans included, complained about the style of play and how close it was. Your second goal was like in the 86th minute. It was. Pierre-Emil Hoiberg, by the way, has like six goal involvements in the last six games. That's Yeah. He's got. He's starting to look a little more like the Denmark Hoiberg. I think he's been their best player so far. But what I was getting at is people complain about the style of play. I get it, but Everton sat so deep in this game, and they basically had two chances that came from horrible Spurs mistakes, which feels classic to me, but Spurs were in complete control from start to finish. And Everton are a pretty decent side, you know? I, I don't think they'll be in the top 10, but you're right. They're solid, and their their uh, midfield is really, I don't know, it, it's a real engine room, you know? Yeah, it's that's the biggest difference from last season where they have Idrissa Gonagay uh, and Onana in there along with Owobi. That is a huge difference from what they were trotting out, and that just totally solidifies their, the center of the pitch there. But, man, they had no quality going forward, though. No, Anthony, a- Anthony Gordon was uh, suspended. You know, Calvert-Lewin's coming back from injury, but... Neil like, Mopai didn't uh, cut it for you? I forgot he was even playing. <laughs> Damari, Damari Gray looked a lot more dangerous. Yeah. Well, there's more no more pace, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Southampton, a.k.a. Champ, tied West Ham 1-1. to Probably a disappointing result if you're a West Ham fan, though, after yeah. how they've been playing. I mean, they have doing a lot of Europa Thursday games. or I'm sorry, <laughs> Europa. Conference League Thursday games uh, for West Ham. But I don't know. I don't... Once West Ham start playing well, they kind of... You know, this is a disappointing result for them. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean... They've been pretty disappointing all season, starting to see some bright sparks here and there from, you know, like Skamaka and, you know, Declan yeah. Rice is starting to play a little bit better, but they, you know, Jared Bowen, where has he been? It's been a, kind same. of an off, off season. I mean, but, they, had, uh, they had 25 shots this game. They just couldn't, yeah. couldn't get yeah. on target. And it took a goal of real quality. I mean, I thought Declan Rice's goal was, was really nice. Kind of like mm-hmm. one, two pass right outside the 18. Yeah. Our post banger. It's a good goal, but yeah, Champ, they're just hard to – they're, like, always flirting with this, will they sack Hassan Hootel or not? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we always knew on this pod, just with how young that squad is, they're going to be in the relegation fight yeah. for the long haul, and they're in 18th. I mean, 10 yeah. games in, there's a lot of way to go, but they're going to be down there. Yeah. United nil, Newcastle nil, another dud of the week. Cristiano Ronaldo start sighting whoa oh my goodness and then yanked off the pitch it's just a bizarre sight to see him get yeah. subbed it's like anytime you see messi or ronaldo getting subbed off the game yeah. it just feels weird what i don't get though is like why does he throw such a fit every time it's like it's like a circus whenever he's substituted and that's like a weird i don't know <laughs> to me that's weird but uh probably what hurt united the most in this game no christian erickson i guess he was uh ill and yeah. it really showed because without, you know, when you just have Bruno and you don't have another creator in there, Bruno's creative, but he's not good in possession. If that makes sense. Not not the same player. He's no, 100%. way too and- loose. He's really loose. And Erickson just right pass, right time, right pace. 
every every almost every time. Erickson's the surgeon, and then Casemiro is just I, I hate the slander I've seen on him because he is not the same position as Erickson. He's not the he's not the same role. Casemiro's in there to muck things up and to yeah. cause havoc defensively. So I don't want to hear it. Fred is not a replacement for Erickson, even though that's not even yeah. central position. So yeah. It was a weird game, though, because I, I thought it was really even first half. Second half, though, I felt like Newcastle consciously just went so deep and sat back. And they did. United without Erickson, they just, like, they didn't even really threaten the goal, really. It just they, they struggled to break him down. It was tame. It was tame. I don't know. Maybe it was because United had that hard fart win over Ammonia Nicosia over the <laughs> or in the midweek where they just didn't have the energy. Did you mean – was it intentional to say hard fart or did you mean hard, hard fought either way? Hard fart. Is I mean, it, I, it was a new descriptor. So there you go. <laughs> you know, some accidents just are meant to be. It, it felt right. It felt like right. That. It's mine now. <laughs> Lastly, Villa hosted Chelsea and this is a two nil win for Chelsea, but I don't think that does it justice. Honestly, I thought Villa had a lot of opportunities and they were actually like semi offensively dangerous in this game, but just unable to score goals. And you would think like a, a Steven Gerrard coach team would be like semi-competent offensively. But all I've seen this season is just incompetence up there. And we can yeah. blame, I know you've blamed some of the players. You've, you know, you've <laughs> roasted Ollie Watkins yeah. on this yeah. show before, but it's not just him. No, not, not my favorite moment, by the way, because it's not just him. It's and not. uh Look, I thought Villa actually were, I would go as far to say it was their first good performance all season. I mean, Chelsea weren't great. Chelsea been in this weird place where they look better, but not convincing ever. But um, yeah, you're right. They just look so dull up top. And this is, I, this isn't about Spurs, but I'll make it a little bit about Spurs. This is proving why I was like, Coutinho, uh, I just, I don't, I don't think so. Not anymore. Coutinho's just kind of lost it. I mean, he he didn't even start this game. He's just a sad thing. Yeah. I'm just thinking big picture for the season. Like he the fact that he's not starting week in, week out is like really shows you where he's been at this season. He's just not like he's been terrible. He just goes missing. I don't know where he's where he's at in the game. I, I don't get why Danny Ings doesn't play more. Um, but look, they concede a few goals too, because really bad mis- mistake, miss uh misheader by who was it? Tyrone Mings, I think. And um, then it was a Mason Mount free kick. Pretty good free kick, but Emmy Martinez, weirdly enough, could have done better because it's pretty central. But yeah, just just a weird game. The scoreline is not really reflective of the game because Chelsea were poor, Villa were good, but, you know, Villa's up top struggles continue. So Mason Mount, though, kind of back in form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here we at Chelsea with a game in hand. Uh, if they win that game in hand, which is, I don't know when that will be, but their next game is against Brentford. Uh, they're only, they would only be one point behind uh, mm-hmm. Tottenham and City. Yeah. And so while we look at the table, I know there's been a lot of chatter and you have you you beat your Spurs drum on this, but there's been a lot of chatter about City, but Tottenham are level on points. Obviously, goal difference is very different between the two clubs, but we have Arsenal with 27, City Tottenham 23, then Chelsea 19, United 16. Mm-hmm. So United's still a bit off and same with Chelsea, but they both got a Ar- game in hand, right? Yep. Arsenal, uh 
Arsenal plugging away. Yeah, I think we can all agree Arsenal has looked like the best side so far. Like I've been I've been banging the city drum and I still don't think it'll be a, a contest. I think they'll I don't think there will be any title challengers as like even in April. Yep. Maybe late March. But uh Arsenal's been the best team so far. And uh it's funny the way teams are covered because like if you were just were listening to Sky Sports News or something, would you ever think that Tottenham are level on points with Man City? They're just not as sexy, Kyle. I get it. They're not they're not great to watch. And all the other teams there thereabouts up near the top, they're all, you know, some of the best teams to watch probably in the world. But which is unlike England. England does not usually produce teams like that. But City and Arsenal, they're fantastic to watch. As much as I hate to say it. You know, the one thing going... Actually, this isn't true. Never mind. I was going to say the one thing going for Arsenal is they're probably not going to have as many World Cup players as some of the other big squads. But I don't know if that's necessarily true. Yeah. So I take it back. Yeah. I mean... Because Saliba is probably going to... He might start for France. Yeah, I think he'll go. I still think Gabriel Jesus. I mean, Tama Yasu will be playing for Japan. Ramsdale yeah. is going to be backup, so he's not going to get tired. Or Thomas Partey is going with is for Ghana. Ghana. Yeah, and Thomas Partey is glass a walking injury. So right, so who knows? Um, Saka Saka seems like a bench player, but he'll come on he'll for go. England. Odegaard will be fresh though. Yeah, uh, Martinelli, I don't think is going to go. Mm-hmm. Gabriel, same thing. Xhaka, Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Ben White, I'll be curious eh, he seems I, I right doubt on, it on the outside looking in. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they have they have some players, but I wouldn't say it's as bad as like City where everyone's going. Yeah. It seems. I feel like pretty much every except for Holland. So it's Holland, yeah. He'll be ready to, yeah. I feel like every big club has maybe like three or four kind of significant players not going in the World Cup and like no more than that. You know? Yeah, I mean Liverpool, no Salah, so he'll be ready to go too. Right. Yeah. No, oh, it's it's weird. I mean, Firmino probably won't go either. That's an yeah, yeah. Luis I mean, Diaz. Yeah, I mean, he needs to. That's actually good for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it'll be it'll be interesting. I have no idea how the World Cup is going to affect, especially the January transfer window, because the World Cup will be done. I th- and we're planning for Boxing Day matches on December 26th, like three days after the World Cup final. I don't know why, but and there's going to be injuries in the World Cup too. Oh yeah, oh, mid season, yeah. yeah, most crammed season ever. Yeah. and all the international breaks for they're in the middle of COVID are like, you know what? We need a third international break game. So like, there are even more games. It's just stupid. It's crazy. It's stupid. Well, uh, how do we do on time in our micro episode? Well, we went over. Surprise. Yeah. Well, you we're know. not doing too bad. We're not, not too doing too bad. bad. But a couple a couple good games coming up. I mean, what? Uh, Spurs go to Old Trafford on Wednesday. I think that's the only kind of big game. Maybe like Liverpool play West Ham or something. Like yeah, that. I mean, that's a, that's a big-ish game for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, Chelsea-Brentford might be a good game at the community stadium. Saturday or the, over the weekend, we have City Brighton. God, that's a rough stretch for Brighton. Uh, Chelsea United on the Saturday 9.30 game. Let's see. Tottenham Newcastle could be interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another home game for Tottenham. It feels like every game they play at home, huh? Oh, yeah. Shut your mouth. 
<laughs> I know that's just a joke, so I won't get into who they played away so far. You know, I, I Kyle knows I stirred the pot at this point, but. Well, good, good podcast. I think that we'll cover it. We'll come back probably next week talking about the two match weeks. So we'll talk about two big Tottenham games. We'll never know. We might surprise you, but likely we'll come back next week talking about two big Tottenham games, big Chelsea, Man United game, um, Liverpool, see if they continue their form against uh, West Ham and Nottingham, Leicester, see if they can score a goal. All the big storylines. Can Lester keep a clean sheet? Surprise. Can Lester no. score a goal? Score oh, a goal. No. For the for the deep Sounders fans, that one was for you. Worst, worst chant I've ever heard. <laughs> well, subscribe and follow the podcast. We'll likely be back next week. Don't injure yourself in soccer, Kyle. And go what did I say that last time? Go Leeds. How about go Villa? Go Villa this week. Oh, okay. And away win at Fulham. Book it.